Welcome everybody to the Rush Podcast with your host, Mr. Wills. Welcome to my weekly Premier League preview show. I've done a fantastic week in the Premier League. We're about to go again with some really important football matches coming up this week. So let's get into it. The first game, Brentford versus Luton. Brentford 11th on 16 points. Luton a 17th on 9 points. Brentford really pushed Arsenal last week. I said it would be a tight old affair in last week's preview show. And Luton, I said we're going to lose. But I also said that you've got to give them so much credit for the way the manager's setting up. And they beat, they beat Crystal Palace. And they're a hard team to, you know, the way the manager's got them set up, it's full credit. Everybody would have had Luton to go down. But it shows you a bit of team spirit, good management and good work in the transfer market. You can prosper at any level of football. And that's what Luton are doing. They're competing with every team in the Premier League. And fair play to them. And the manager, he ain't getting no credit, but I'm going to give him some. Superb. So far, absolutely superb. He's never managed in the Premier League before. He's... I don't, you know, he's not well-renowned. You know, he's managed more lower level. To come in the Premier League, to do what he's doing, is superb. Absolutely superb. Regards, Brentford. Unlucky against Arsenal. Should really have scored when Ramsdale made the mistake. That was the key point. Concede right at the end. But they're in the game. They're tight. They're tough to beat. Would they love a Tony? Yes. They haven't got a Tony. So it's games like that, they, they do miss him. But they'll keep going. They're sitting nice in the league. They've got Luton at home. As I always say, every team would expect to, loot, to beat Luton. It's not as easy said and done as that, obviously. But, you know, they would be, their home form ain't great. This will be a chance for them to, you know, pick up some free points and go up steady up the table. For Luton, they're going to compete. They've got quick players, strong, they're direct. They play at a tempo. The defenders, the goalkeepers are really good. The two centre-backs are really good. Very, very energetic, strong, physical team, Luton. And they're going give to give most teams a game. So this is an interesting game. Because sooner or later, teams are going to... If they're not taking Luton seriously, they're going to start taking them very seriously. And I think that's going to happen very soon. But they're competing. Anyway, I expect Brentford to win. And I expect them to win 2-1. And the key man in Bermo. The next game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. And perhaps the biggest game of the season. Burnley versus Sheffield United. Burnley are 20th with 4 points. Sheffield United are 18th with 5 points. This is huge for both teams. Absolutely huge. And even huge for Burnley. They're bottom, they've got 4 points. The manager's very, being very stuck in his ways. It's not paying off. They've got Sheffield United at home. This has got disaster written all over it. If you don't beat Sheffield United, where do you go? If you don't beat Sheffield United at home, where do you go? If you're a Burnley manager. I don't know. Must win. Must, must win. Last week again, against West Ham. Absolutely superb football. Not taking their chances. Played really well, conceding goals, not taking chances. Same old story, same old story. And the story has to stop 
or the manager's going to lose his job. Fans think that he should be a bit more defensive, play a bit more counter-attack football. But what I do like about company is he's sticking to his guns. His guns have got him there to that job and got him promoted and he's sticking with it in the Premier League. And I wouldn't want to see the man lose his job, but I also like the fact he's going, he's going about it the way he wants to go about it. And they should stick by him if they believe in the project. I'll keep saying it. If it's Burnley's a project, you buy young players and you're developing them and you're hoping to sell them for good money and you need to keep with the manager. You might go down, but the manager's proved he can get you back up straight away. So it's a project, you know. But if it's not a project, you need the money, the Premier League money, then there's, you know, will, you have to have a word with the manager say, perhaps you need to slightly change what you're doing. On to Sheffield United. After two good performances and a win and a draw, to lose like that against Bournemouth, very disappointed at home. Very disappointing. And once again, I'm going to call out their new signings, Harmer and Archer. They're not delivering. And if your better players don't deliver, you won't win. So they really do need to step up. I know it's hard. They're not used to playing in the Premier League. But there's pressures. You've been brought for big money for Sheffield United. You've got to deliver. The manager again, I don't think he's under any pressure. But this is a game where you go there, you, you stick in and you try and nick a goal through a set piece and put all the pressure on Burnley. All the pressure. One thing you don't want to do is make it easy, concede early and then watch them suddenly start playing football like their Man City, which they they try to play like. So it's a, it is a game about Burnley and Sheffield United, but it's also a game about the managers. And whoever loses, big pressure. So this is one of the highest pressure football games of the season, without doubt. Anyway, here's my prediction. And I'm going to go for a Burnley win. And I'm going for a 3-1 Burnley. The next game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Arsenal versus Wolves. Arsenal are first with 30 points. Wolves are 12th with 15 points. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. It's the old days, isn't it? 1-0 to the Arsenal, 1-0 to the Arsenal, 1-0, 1-0 1-0 to the Arsenal, 1-0 to the Arsenal. So solid at the back. And that boy Saliba, I'm going to give Gabriel some praise, but I've got to talk about Saliba. Rolls Royce. Absolute Rolls Royce. And Gabriel, the perfect partner next to him. And together, with them two at the back, Arsenal don't concede many goals. They don't even concede many chances. Them two are solid as a rock at the back. Going forward, at the start, and my first ever preview show, I did say I don't think the forward line would have the same effect that they did last season. I'm not saying that the forward players are bad players. I just think they excelled. I don't see Saka and Martinelli being 25 goals a season, people. I see them being good players who get you 15 goals with 10 assists each. I didn't think Erdegaard was a 15 goals a season person either. So, and I definitely don't think Jesus is a 20 goals a season. What they are, they're actually great players and they're, they're actually quite similar to the player they're playing against in Cunha. They're great players but they're not great goal scorers. And, that, and some players can be like that. So, what being so defensively good, I don't expect them to be this bad what they've been Martinelli and Odegaard regards output but they're still playing well and working for the team I do expect that to get better but what not to the level that it was last season but 
while they're tight, they're always going to create chances and they're always going to score. Shouts out to Havertz, a lot of pressure, not delivering, stepped up when they needed to. Regards Wolves, I mean, VAR's not, not their friend, is it? They shouldn't even be 12th, they should be high up in the league because VAR's cost them quite a few points. Once again, they play really well. The manager's setting up very, very good. The players are very good and they're getting no reward for it. And that's that's bang out of order. VR needs to sort itself out and especially to Wolves. I'm very, like I said, I'm very impressed with their midfield. I don't think they're going to have the same effect in this game because the two midfielders are suspended, Gomez and Lamina. And as you know, I will say you win, win and lose games in midfield and them two are real key players for them. But the way the manager sets up, they've got, he will go there with a game plan and it won't be an easy game. It definitely won't be an easy game. And I'm going for a 2-1 Arsenal victory. And a key man, I do fancy, I do fancy Martinelli today. Yeah, Gabriel Martinelli. The next game, Saturday, half past five. Nottingham Forest versus Everton. Nottingham Forest are 15th with 13 points. Everton are 19th. With four points. Both teams need a victory. Nottingham Forest playing really well. Scoring goals. Conceding a lot of goals. Playing well but losing. It's a bit crazy isn't it? You're playing well but you're losing. They've got new players. They might be struggling to adapt to doing both sides at the same time to get a result. But there is a lot of good things in there. There was rumours that the manager under pressure. I don't see how. They're doing really well. They're playing well. They're just not, just being a bit loose at the back. They need to tighten up. Regards Everton, they've been in good form. That game against Man United, they got, they got suckered by probably the best goal the Premier League's ever seen. And it basically popped the balloon, as they say. Because it happened so early in the game. The fans didn't know, what to do, seen what they, didn't know what they've seen. And basically, they had chances. They didn't take them. And in the end, they still play pretty well against Man United, even though they lost. But they did lose 3-0. So they once again want to get on the, get back on what they've been doing. Playing really well and getting results. So this is a game where both teams, it's probably not about performance. It's probably about three points. And I think both teams would really want that to happen. I don't think they'll care about the result in this game. I think both teams want three points. So, and, so I believe that this is a game where it's fine margins. And that's why... I'm going for a 2-1 Nottingham Forest victory. And the key man, it's got to be Alanga right now. Alanga's definitely the key man. The next game, Saturday, 8 o'clock. A very big game. Newcastle versus Manchester United. Newcastle the 7th on 23 points. Man United the 6th on 24 points. If either team can get a victory, that puts them in a right good spot for top four and possibly on the coattails of the Premier League leaders. Because as we speak, Man United are six points off the top and Newcastle are seventh. So this is a big game for both teams. Full credit to Newcastle. They're without so many players, but the way that manager's got them playing and the setup and the intensity of the, all the players is incredible. And also the fact that the players that were written off, LaSalle's, Richie, they come in and do a job. And they do a job what the manager asked them to do. I think that this manager is superb. He's the ideal manager of, this is how I play. This is how I want you to play. 
And if you don't play, you ain't going to play. And, and all the players buy into it. So players you don't think will buy into it, they buy into it because they want to play. Superb. One of the hardest working teams you're going to play against. To beat Newcastle, basically you've got to play really, really well. And Chelsea found out last week that if you don't play well against them, even though they're without so many players, they'll roll you over. They're just steamroll teams. They're hard to handle. So if Man United turn up, but they already know they they beat Newcastle and beat Man United at home in the League Cup with a reserve team. So if they don't know and the manager don't understand, if you don't compete with Newcastle, you get rolled over. Regards Man United, great victory against Everton, 3-0. Big shout out to the goalie. Um, I feel like the goalie really starting to settle now. And also his ability to relieve pressure by looking after the ball at the back is superb. And I think in big games, instead of just keep kicking the ball forward, the fact that man, the, you can play off the goalie and he gets hit one, twos, and right, it just slows everything down. And it's perfect if you're looking to build into a game. So big up to the goalie, big up to Ganacho, and big up to the forward players, and big up to Harry Maguire. I thought it was superb last week. But this is the biggest chest. May not have been beating a lot of the weakest teams, weaker teams in the league. They're yet to produce a big performance against a top six, top eight team. It needs to start now. Like I've said before, change of ownership, big pressure on the manager. Go and prove them right. Go and prove them that you're the man for the job. Big game, interesting game, hostile game. Both teams coming coming from away, away trips in Europe. Both teams will be tired. But both teams know this is a big game. And I'm going to go for a Man United victory. And I'm going for 2-1. And the key man, I'm going to go for Bruno Fernandes. The next game, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Bournemouth versus Aston Villa. Bournemouth is 16th with 12 points. Aston Villa 4th with 28 points. Both teams come into this game in really good, really good form. Very confident and playing the way their manager wants them to play. Bournemouth... Coming off a good victory against Sheffield United after a good victory against Newcastle. Starting to see the fruit to what the manager is starting to say. And the football he's playing is really, really good. Very good patterns of football. Very good pressing. And he's a very good manager. But obviously the fixture list hasn't been kind to Bournemouth. Regards Villa, their manager Emery has been in the job a year. And the points tally he's got is unbelievable. The way they play, the intensity, the physicality. The smartness of how they play. You know, if people forget in football, you can be smart, you know. You don't have to be all f f real fast, fast football. You can actually be smart. And Villa, you know, what they say, streetwise. Villa, Villa are one of them teams when I'm watching them, they're physically very good, but they're streetwise. John McGinn is streetwise. Douglas Louise is streetwise. Camera is streetwise. Ollie Watkins is streetwise. The goalie, Martinez, absolutely streetwise. They are not going to go away, Villa. They're not going away and they can push on. They're two points off top of the table. What I will say, the fixture list the next couple of weeks is difficult. After this game, they've got Manchester City, Arsenal and Man United all in the month of December. So this, we really will see where they're at at the end of December. But up until now, they're right in the mix. But I expect this game to be very tough. Them coming off Europe, Bournemouth in very good nick. This is a tough, banana sing game. And to be honest, away from home, Villa, yes, they beat Tottenham last week, 
by a little bit getting away with it. They concede a lot of chances, but they have also got the firepower, haven't they? Anyway, I'm going to go with a draw. A 1-1 draw. And the key man, as usual for Bournemouth, Dominic Slanky. The next game, Sunday, 2 o'clock. West Ham versus Crystal Palace. West Ham are 9th on 20 points. Crystal Palace are 13th on 15 points. West Ham coming off a good late showing against Burnley last week. And Crystal Palace coming off a horror result against Luton. Regards West Ham, that's two wins on the bounce. And they'll be looking to make it three against Crystal Palace. Even though they haven't got a striker at the minute, all the forward players are chipping in. So the manager's got a lot to be happy with regards the wide players and the attacking midfielders. Regards not having a forward, this is where it can work for you because you can get more attacking-minded players into the team. And this might be um, a way of playing that suits West Ham and also the fans because the more technically gifted players you are having the team, the less not-so-good football you're going to play. Regards Crystal Palace, to me, they've been getting away with it all season. Top goalie, top centre-halves, two, two top DMs. Now, Eze got injured last week. Huge blow. And one of the top de- defensive midfielders, Decore, got is out for nearly the whole season. This makes the job for Palace really, really difficult now. Because they're already a, it's already a struggle to watch them as it is. But now without such key, key players, you're going to go into most games and I don't think you're going to fancy them. Because the one thing about Palace is their, their squad is definitely not as strong as their, their first 11. And they usually get away with it. One, one of the key, key players are out. I just don't fancy them. They definitely need to give um, their manager some help in January. I hope he can get to January with a few more great performances because I think it's going to be a long Christmas without them key players. And that's why I don't fancy them at all in this game. And to be honest, I expect it to be an easy night, night's work for for West Ham. And that's why I'm going for a 2-0 victory. And a key man, I'm going for Kudos again. The next game, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Liverpool versus Fulham. Liverpool are third with 28 points. Fulham are 14th with 15 points. Liverpool coming off a very good draw at the Etihad. Stopping a run that Man City have won every game all year. So it's a great result really to go there and get a draw. But to me it was the manner of the draw. There seems to be a sense of control. Yes they did concede early to Haaland. But they did have chances Liverpool. And they weren't really under. The keeper didn't really have to make a lot of saves. I was so impressed with the way they went about their business and their style of how they did it. And they did it based on the goalie looking after the ball and settling the team down at the back. Yes, he did make a mistake regards kick a bad kick for Haaland's goal, but regards the rest of the game where he was playing and they defenders could go back to him. It was not time wasting, but it's it's how you've got to work play against the top teams, I think. You gotta kick you gotta take the sting out of the game, as they say. And I thought the keeper was tremendous at it. Nunes up front was always a threat. And that's the thing with, with Liverpool. They can bring on and off good players and they can game change, basically. And with Trent there, what a strike it was. He's a top, top player. They have said it all season. Liverpool Liverpool were right in this title race. And now they come away with that result. They've got a run of fixtures list now where potentially, if I'm Klopp, I'm saying... We should be top of the league by the end of Christmas. And that's the way I see it. Liverpool should be top of the league by Christmas. Unless Man City win 
and Arsenal win all their games. But regards to the fitch list they've got, Liverpool should be top of the league come, the, come Christmas. So they'll go into this game with the no mercy. And I expect them to have no mercy on Fulham, to be honest. Regards Fulham, very, very important victory against Wolves. Very important. Once again, bit fortunate maybe, but they were on the front foot. They deserve to win, really. But they're just, obviously up front, you can see they really need a striker. And at the back with Tim Ream, I don't want to keep, I hate to bring up people and name and shame players. I'm not really a fan of it doing it, but God, I don't know what the manager sees in this player. He's, 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 he's older. They've got younger players on the bench. Give them a, give them a run. Put Bassi on the left-hand side where he belongs and put the, a younger centre-back next to Bassi. But the manager knows what he's doing. Who am I to argue? It's going to be a tough evening. Tough afternoon going to Anfield for Fulham. One thing they do, and this is where a good manager comes into play, they always give their all and they always play to the manager's plan. But the problem with Fulham is that there's a mistake in them. On the plus side, they won that game on Monday without Paulinho. And Paulinho is a key, key man. And one thing I'll say about Fulham, when they've been to the big teams this year, except for Man City, they've really made a good, had a good account of themselves. But Liverpool's got a lot of firepower. So really, to go there and do the same thing would be a tough ask. That's why I'm going for a 3-0 victory for Liverpool. And the key man, Mohamed Salah. The next game, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Chelsea versus Brighton. Chelsea are 10th with 16 points. Brighton are 8th with 22 points. This is a big game for both teams and especially Chelsea. After their run of fixtures, everybody thought they'd turn the corner after the draw against Man City and then last week they went to Newcastle which is which is a tough game but got beat by Newcastle reserves 4-1. It's a horrific result and it's even more worse when your captain and perhaps your best player got sent off. So now playing a team like Brighton who have finally won after a few league games one thing for certain, Chelsea will know they're going to have to be tactically correct, and also they've got to, you know they've got to play play proper, isn't they? You know, points are going down the drain here for Chelsea. You know, they're fourteen points off top of the league, they're tenth in the league, and Brighton at eighth, and they're six points ahead of them. So to claw back the them sort of points, you've got to beat the teams in front of you. It's a huge game. If Brighton go here and go to Chelsea and win, that's nine points. Behind Brighton. That can't work really. Huge game. Players need to step up. I'm a big fan of Caicedo and Enzo. But really and truly. It's like they only turn up in the big games. You, they should be dominating against all teams. So I'm putting it out there. You, you two need to step up. Thiago Silva we had an off day. But I mean. Cucurella. Need more. Come on. There's a better team. You're a better team than that Chelsea. And to be honest, the pressure is going to be on. And if they were to lose this game, big pressure. Because the game after this, they're going to Old Trafford. They've got to win. Anything but six points is a disaster. Players need to step up. Regards Brighton, tremendous victory last week against Forest. 3-2, down to 10 men for about 20 minutes of the game. Heart, desire and quality. They will go to Chelsea with no fear. That manager has no fear. The players have no fear. The only problem is, is they'll, they'll be playing in Europe. They've got a lot of injuries. Can they cope with the turnaround? Can the players cope with the turnaround? Have they got the squad to cope with the turnaround? Because the manager 
can definitely cope with the turnaround. That manager is ultra-professional. And the way they play, you know, it's quite clear, you know, as much as people saying all of a sudden, Chelsea are conceding a lot of goals. That's eight goals in two games. That's too much. Someone like Brighton, they know where people's weak spot is and they attack it because that's what that manager does. So I suppose that Brighton will go there fancying, very much fancying to go get three points off Chelsea because they will know that if you, they were to start strong, the fans will be on the back on Chelsea backs very quickly. Good game, intriguing, and I'm going to go for a Brighton victory and I'm going to go for 2-1. And the key man, I'm going for Evan Ferguson. The next game, Sunday, half four kickoff, Manchester City versus Tottenham. Manchester City is second with 29 points. Tottenham are fifth on 26 points. Manchester City coming to this game where they've had two draws against Chelsea and Liverpool. Tottenham coming to this game on the back of losing three games in a row. So you can see both teams haven't won recently. Both teams are conceding a few goals. Both teams are without a few injured players. Both teams play attacking football. So that's what you should expect from this game. A full-on and attacking feast of football. And usually when you're, both teams are attacking, it's usually the best defence that wins out. And unfortunately for Tottenham, they're without a lot of their defenders. So this is going to be a big ask. But the manager, as I've stated on the podcast previously, even though he's not got injuries, he will attack. The manager will keep attacking. He'll play one way and he'll attack, he'll attack, he'll attack. But the big question is, but do you really go that bad, badly attacking at the Etihad? Because even Liverpool, who I think is the best attacking team in the Premier League, they had a game plan. Yes, they attacked a little bit, but they didn't just go gun-ho. Because if you go gun-ho against Manchester City, the players they've got, Foden, Bernardo Silva, Alvarez, they pick the right pass. You know, people will say, what's the, the right pass? Usually the most simple pass. And that's what they do to absolute perfection, them players. So if you leave a gap, they're going to exploit the gap. One thing they've got this season is a bit of pace now. With, with Jeremy Doku and you do fancy him against Porro don't you and, but the thing about Porro I've been very impressed with him this season very impressed under the pump regards dealing with Doku regards Tottenham like I said played really well against Villa unlucky didn't take their chances like I've said they carry a threat Brennan Johnson Kuliseski Son it's threatening I talked last week about Benton Core. he's out now for 10 weeks huge blow huge blow Bentecourt, Madison, both out. It's huge. Romero still suspended. Huge. His defensive partner, huge. But, you know, the way that Man City are playing at the minute, they can go there and know that they can hurt them. But it's the question is, can you keep them out? That's the big question. Anyway, I expect a lot of goals in this game. I'm going for a Manchester City victory and I'm going for 3-2. And the key man is Haaland, isn't it? Thanks for listening to my weekly Premier League preview show. Like I said, I'm on Instagram. Get in contact. Follow me. Spread the word. Thank you very much. Bye.